Yes, sir. It is a Friday. Let's party. How we doing, everybody? Are you ready for the weekend? Some question of the day, right? Yeah. No, 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 no weekend for me. I'd rather, I'd rather keep working. I'd rather keep my nose to the grindstone. I don't need a weekend. We all need the weekend. We've got a lot of things happening here at a great place any weeknight or any weekday, but especially on the weekend. The one and only Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, where we have an uh, announcement of a new bands and artists coming to the Showplace Theater. Uh, we already told you about what's on the schedule for now. You have uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire reopening the Showplace Theater for the first time. We'll have a show there uh, in over three years, Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. In July, we've got Collective Soul and Josh Turner and the comedy of Gabriel Iglesias. In August, Dwight Yoakam, the Counting Crows. In September, REO Speedwagon and Chicago. So we've got some great, great bands on that list already, right? Well, we've got new shows happening, ladies and gentlemen, and the tickets went on sale online at 11 a.m. You can also get them here at the uh, Riverwind Casino box office. Foreigner on the Greatest Hits Tour will be here October 6th. You have Rodney Carrington Music Comedy. It's kind of a variety act for Rodney Carrington. October 27th, and uh, that'll be another great show at the Showplace Theater. And then Aaron Lewis in November, November 9th. And again, we're just getting started. So many other great bands and artists will be taking the stage at the Showplace Theater in the not-too-distant future. We are fired up about that. The Showplace Theater is back. Riverwind Casino, already the metro area's number one casino, voted year after year after year after year. We've got everything here. You want to dine tonight, you can do it at Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. I'm right over here by Chips and Ales. And we've got the River Buffet, of course, steak night tonight. You've got an incredible food court. You have great entertainment options. You also have amazing promotions here at Riverwind. All the time, every month, there's a new promotion and another chance for you to come out and uh, win some money, win some uh, cash, bonus play, other prizes. They've given away vehicles here in the past, trips uh, to big games and events. So you've always got something to do here at the one and only Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Parker Thune back in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, what's happening? What's on your weekend uh, agenda? Well, Steely, this weekend, Sunday morning specifically, I will be down in Dallas covering my very first Rivals camp. So that is that constitutes the extent of my big plans for the weekend. I'll be making the rounds across the DFW Metro tomorrow, checking in on a few kids that aren't planning on competing at the Rivals camp, but... Rivals Dallas, Sunday morning. That's where I'll be. Very much looking forward to it. There you go. So you get a little bit of a weekend. Not a huge weekend, but you do get a little bit of a weekend, a one-day weekend. But uh, Parker Thune, man, he is always working, always covering uh, those camps and getting the latest recruiting information out there. And speaking of recruiting information, news for Oklahoma. We had heard the name Connor Near, Ferris State University. Is that Division Two or Division Three? Division Two. Division know. two back-to-back Division national two. champions, as a matter of fact. That's right. Linebacker, two-time All-American, and made it known that he is coming to the University of Oklahoma. So the Sooners have another linebacker on the depth chart. Tell us about Connor Near. Again, he, he did play at Ferris State. That's a powerhouse program at the D2 level. 
He is a two-time All-American, 6'2", I think 245, something like that. Uh, what else can you tell us about this kid? Yeah, well, we talked about it yesterday, Steely, when Connor Neer's name got brought up on the airwaves. The Sooners have a ton of talent and a ton of depth at linebacker, but one thing they do not have a ton of is experience, and you can't really put a price tag on experience. And, you know, I, Teddy Lehman and I have had conversations about Connor Neer over the course of the week, and, you know, Teddy knows linebackers as well as anybody. He's really impressed with the kid. I imagine he'll have his full thoughts on the addition of Connor Neer later on in the rush, but this is a guy that was a key defensive cog for the Division II back-to-back national champions, and granted, Division II to Power 5 is a jump, sure, but you feel better, and I would say you feel more secure you got a kid that has won a pair of Division II national championships jumping on board with your program than you would a kid coming in from JUCO, right? Division II is still pretty high-level college football, pretty high-level competition, all things considered. So Connor Neer is going to have two years of eligibility when he gets to campus at Oklahoma, and he's going to help provide stability in a room that outside of Danny Stutzman and Desan McCullough does not have – any starting experience right now so they needed another guy that had played a lot of ball at the collegiate level a guy that could diagnose plays effectively not over pursue and just generally provide a cerebral presence in that linebacker core and that's what Connor Neer is going to be for this program you know, and uh, we had a few of these on the text line today. Maybe not as many as I expected, but there have been a few when I was listening to the Plank Show. You know, Ferris Bueller State, are you kidding me? You know, come on, man. Division two. Well, if there's a guy you should trust uh, to evaluate linebackers and has had a really good track record with linebackers, it would be Brent Venables, right? So trust in Brent and his staff. If Teddy says, you know, he looks really good, whatever Teddy says about a linebacker, I'm 100% in. So, you know, I, I think that, again, you just trust what the coaches see here. You overlook Ferris State. Again, it is a winning program. That's a bonus. But uh, how much of that have you heard so far? How much of what exactly? You're talking about like the, the oh, concern on, about Division Ferris State? Oh, Ferris State, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. naturally you know, people and are going to say It's a Division two kid. People are going to say that. People are going to have the cynical spin on this whole deal. But it's Brent Venables and it's linebackers. I would say Brent Venables has earned the benefit of the doubt over the years when it comes to evaluating linebacker talent. So if he's bringing in Connor Neer on full scholarship with the expectation that he's going to play and contribute at the University of Oklahoma, I'm going to take Brent Venables' word for it. And somebody from the 678 just said, why would you trust Roof and Brent? The defense sucked last year. Are we really that myopic? Are we really that focused? Because on, if we- you look at the total, the total resume looks a lot different. That's why. Uh, for Brent especially. Uh, I would say that track record at Clemson is pretty good. Here's the bottom line, too, Parker, on this deal. Look, if Oklahoma is going gangbusters and they're playing at the level that Oklahoma usually plays at. You probably don't have a need for Connor Neer. But guess what? Right now they aren't. They've got to pick it up. They've got to get better. 
and they are getting uh, what they think are a lot of bodies in here, a lot of guys through the portal that are already proven, and, yes, Connor Near proven at Ferris State. I get that. Uh, like I said, back on the switcher teams of the 70s or the 85 team or even the 2000 team, this isn't happening. But that's not the reality of where this program is right now. They've got to get as many capable you know, players, whether they're going to play a lot of snaps or provide depth, they've got to get more of those guys in the program because they didn't have enough last year. So I don't know. It it does look a little unusual, but, you know, when it comes to Brent and what he does with linebackers, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not too worried about it. It doesn't freak me out at all, really. Brad in Bartlesville says, looking at Connor's tape, it's very impressive. Brent from Jenks says, can we block people that are that stupid, please? Gunny of Stutzman Army says, trust BV when it comes to the D. And Sooner Gundy adds, he's a decent-sized kid who's used to winning and has snaps on his resume. Bring him on. Yeah, and again, uh, what did the linebacker depth look like last year? Not good, right? And I know they've... uh, They've got some help, you know, cheetah slash linebacker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they've got help there. They've got help coming in from the high school ranks as well. But still, so much of that is unproven, and they've just it, it's kind of like the wide receiver deal. You know, you're getting in a lot of guys. You're going to see how they pan out, and it uh, creates more competition and gives you more depth. And depth was certainly an issue in some areas last year for OU. There's no doubt about that. So, Anyway, what do we have on the plate today? I'll tell you what we have on the plate. We're going to talk a little Bedlam softball coming up as well. Uh, we've got the Sooners and the Cowgirls tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Uh, Saturday, it's a 4 o'clock game on regular ESPN. Uh, and then Sunday, it's a 2 o'clock first pitch on ESPN+. Plus. Sooner baseball, huge series at West Virginia, beginning today at 530 in Morgantown, West Virginia right now. Red hot, leading the Big 12, winners of nine straight. Number 12 in the country, but the Sooners are playing probably their best baseball of the year. That sweep at Texas was crucial, and uh, Oklahoma's won three in a row. They're 10-9 and nine in the league now, and if they can go somehow win two of three, or if they could you know, really have a great weekend and get a sweep, then the Sooners' uh, NCAA uh, tournament resume would look a lot better. We'll hear from Skip Johnson on, on that coming up here in a little bit, and uh, we're going to hear from Patty Gasso and Elisa Brito on the Bedlam matchup tonight in Stillwater coming up. Uh, we've got NBA basketball. The Warriors drilled the Lakers by 27 last night uh, to even that series of one game apiece. You have Boston and Philly at Philadelphia tonight in the early game, 630 on ESPN. And we have Denver at Phoenix uh, with the Suns down two games to in that series, but returning home to the Valley of the Sun for a 9 o'clock game. And that game will be on ESPN. So it's an ESPN doubleheader tonight for the NBA. All right, here at Riverwind, the announcement is out of the new artists that are coming to the Showplace Theater. Foreigner is going to be here in October. Rodney Carrington in October. Aaron Lewis in early November. Tickets for those shows are now available online at riverwind.com. And you can get them here at the Showplace Theater box office as well. And uh, tonight is also the 15K Festive Friday promotion here uh, tonight, they're going to have hot seat drawings every half hour from 7 to 
Three winners are going to receive $400 in cash each during uh, the preliminary drawings again from 7 to 11.30. Drawings every half hour. So get ready and get out here. Then at midnight, just before midnight, they'll draw out three grand prize winners. And uh, those three grand prize winners are going to win at least $1,000 in cash each. And they could be getting extra cash from any unclaimed cash in the early preliminary drawings if somebody doesn't claim uh, that $400 amount, then the grand prize winners will split that as well. So big night as always. It is every night here at Riverwind, but Friday is even bigger here at Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. All right, break time. When we get back, we'll talk a little Bedlam softball, Sooners Cowgirls, more recruiting, more of your texts on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Keep it right here on the ref. We have the weekend bringing us into the weekends. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, great, great times to be had always here at Riverwind Casino. Great place to dine on a Friday. So many options. I'm right here in front of Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. Uh, Justin and the folks out here gave us a great setup for remotes. It is big time. The uh, renovation looks incredible. They're close to being completely finished, and we know that because the Showplace Theater is opening back up for shows, again, starting in June with that Earth, Wind, and Fire show. And we know that we have new artists that uh, they just unveiled officially today. Foreigner is going to be here at the Showplace Theater in October. Rodney Carrington will be at the Showplace Theater in October. And in November, an Aaron Lewis show at the Showplace Theater. Tickets for all those events are uh, good to go right now online at riverwind.com or at the Showplace Theater box office. All right, uh, before we move on to Bedlam Softball, Parker Thune, um, kind of a formality, but uh, Will Winery released his top ten, and Oklahoma, of course, is on that top ten. No real surprises there. Uh, what about, again, Oklahoma and Will Winery? And it, like I said, that seemed like a little bit of a formality yesterday. I think everybody kind of knew what was going on. But who do you believe the real contenders are besides Oklahoma right now for the five-star uh, defensive lineman? It's the same four-team race that it's been for the last four months, Steely. It's Oklahoma, it's Tennessee, it's Oregon, and it's Missouri in that order for the moment. And all the rest are just kind of fluff and frills. So... You know, the the old ad, one of the old adages with regard to recruiting is that when you put out a top 10, you're down to four or five schools. And when you put out a top five, you pretty much know where you're going. That's not always true, but in this case, I think it certainly is. Right now with Will Nguyenary, his top 10, there are four schools amongst that top 10 that can be taken seriously for the moment in his recruitment. That's Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mizzou, and Oregon. There you go. Anything new on uh, Jordan Tyson, the wide receiver again, uh, that Oklahoma's in a good spot for, the uh, wide receiver uh, from Colorado who recently uh, visited uh, Norman? What are we hearing there? The belief is that they got him. I'll say that much. And obviously, until we see a tweet, it's not a done deal. Until we see an announcement from Jordan Tyson, it's not a done deal. But behind the scenes, there is a ton of confidence that Jordan Tyson's going to be joining Oklahoma's receiver room. There you go. 
All right, so it's a huge weekend. Uh, Bedlam softball begins uh, tonight at 6 o'clock. Sooners and the Cowgirls, uh, that matchup tonight in Stillwater again at 6 o'clock will be on ESPN2. And, uh, you know, kind of unusual, Oklahoma State, we've talked about the job that Kenny Gajewski has done. He has done a fantastic job with that program, but the Cowgirls have not been playing uh, their best softball. They have dropped 7 of 9. They lost to North Texas in a uh, weekday night game. Again, a couple nights ago, and now they get to play the Red Hot Oklahoma Sooners, number one in the country, 46-1 and of the year, undefeated at 15-0 and in the conference, and winners of 38 straight. So Oklahoma, again, they already wrapped up. They kind of celebrated last week, right, right there at Marita Hines Field. Now, the Sooner women, they always have bigger goals than just winning the conference, but 11 straight conference championships is very impressive, obviously. So... Uh, let's hear what Patty Gasso has to say about this matchup. And, again, even though the Sooners have already won the uh, Big 12 regular season championship, it is obviously still a huge weekend and series. I think that's the key here is just we really want to have a clean game, clean weekend. Pitchers have been great. Our defense has been outstanding. Offensively, this is going to be a challenge for us, and we know it. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of um, there's a lot of emotions in these games and all that. It's good for us to feel. It's good for us. Um, that's what LSU was for, is to kind of get us to understand what it feels like on the road in a hostile environment. So we're looking forward to it. It's always fun to play them. It's fun to play tight games. It's fun to play hard games. It's fun to play in front of crowds, whether they're for you or against you. But ultimately, it's going to make us better and prepare us for what's next, and that's what this is about for us. Patty Gasso in the matchup in this three-game weekend series in Stillwater. Elisa Brito, who had the uh, Grand Slam home run and the victory at Tulsa the other night, the Burrito Supreme, and uh, obviously set a really good year for Oklahoma. And there really isn't a weak spot in that Oklahoma lineup. Consider the fact that, again, you have three Sooner players, Jordy Ball, Jada Coleman, and Tiare Jennings, all in the uh, National Player of the Year conversation. They released the top ten a few days ago, and you kind of feel like, man, where's Nicole May? Where's Alex Storacco? You know, there are other Sooners that very easily could have been on that list. Kenzie Hansen's had a great year. I mean, they just had a fantastic year all the way around. But let's hear from Elisa Brito, who says she's very excited to go play in Stillwater. I just love going into other people's places and kind of having that chip on our shoulder and having to come in knowing that everyone's against us. And it's always tough to play away. Um, And I think it is an advantage for other teams to play at home. Um, So I personally just find it really fun when it's super intense and passionate. So for me, that's when I feel like I thrive the most. I think it's really cool. I think um, our two teams have really elevated the game as well. And then everyone loves to see rivalries. So I think they've done a great job with their program down there. And then I, it's just growing the sport. I think we've seen that so much with OU Texas. So I think it's the same thing with us too. There you go, Elisa Brito and uh, the Sooners again. Oklahoma softball tonight, 6 o'clock ESPN2 in Stillwater. And, again, the Saturday matchup starts at 4. That will be on regular ESPN. The Sunday game and ESPN Plus game begins at 2 o'clock. So should be fun. Uh, I will say this. The Cowgirls may not be playing, you know, up to their ability right now, having dropped 7 of 9. But 
That's still a very talented squad, coached very well by Kenny Gajewski. And they, they're they not intimidated by Oklahoma. You know, there are a lot of programs out there that are, but I think the Cowgirls always look forward to it. You know, they're not expected to win, but they, they don't seem to be really intimidated by OU. Now, they've had some defensive lapses in some of these games where they haven't come through in the clutch, but I still think – uh, Oklahoma State is a program that is not totally terrified of Oklahoma, so it should be fun. By the way, we want to thank Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113 for sponsoring our first hour. And those two clips you heard from Patty Gasso and Elisa Brito are Ortho Central Clips of the Day. Ortho Central, you know about the clinics they've had for years and years now in Norman and Midwest City. Now they've got that red-hot Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They do the best job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Shout out again to the folks at Ortho Central. You want to get a couple texts in, Parker, before we break? Sure, let's go to the text line and see what the folks are saying. Ty from Bartlesville says, how big of a contender is Grambling State in Nigel Smith's recruitment? I guess they they end up, I know they made his top 16, uh, but Nigel Smith, that's a battle right now between Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Penn State. Those are kind of the three at the top. Uh, Jim in Arlington says, Parker, did you say Connor Neer will, use, will be used primarily at inside linebacker? Yeah, that's what Connor Neer is, pure and simple. He's an inside linebacker and a guy that if – if you look at pictures of him, he looks like he's about 30 years old. So somebody that has a lot of skin in the game, got a lot of experience, played a ton of snaps at Ferris State, and as we mentioned off the top, has won two Division II national champions uh, – or national championships, excuse me. Big Rick in, Awa- in Owasso says, saw some video on Neer. He reminds me of Rocky Kalmus physically. However – from this same 678 listener that previously said, why would you trust Roof and Brent? The defense sucked last year. We have a subsequent text that reads, it's a sad day if a D2 player is starting at the University of Oklahoma. Well, number one, we don't know that he's going to be starting. I would doubt that he's going to be starting. Does it seem like he uh, could play for OU? Yes. But like I said, look, they don't have... George Cumby and Daryl Hunt out there. They don't have Boz and Miliazzo out there. They don't have Curtis Lofton out there right now. Danny Stutzman's a good player. But these are different times right now. And like I said, back in those days, Connor Neer's not going to get an offer from Oklahoma. But the Sooners are in rebuild mode. Last year, obviously, was the first year of that, and a lot of us didn't anticipate how big of a rebuild job it was going to be, particularly on defense. I think we kind of knew, but we really didn't go – you know, as extreme as we probably should have. So uh, it's just kind of where Oklahoma is right now as a program. And who knows, man, maybe it, maybe this kid can end up making some plays. Yeah, you know, that 2000 National Championship defense, you had Roger Steffen and guys like that making plays, right? So you never know what's going to happen. Uh, let's All get right, one break more... time right here. I was going to say okay. one, one more text on that note from Frisco Sooner before we hit a break. I love this pickup for the Sooners. In my opinion, I believe a kid like this is going to play with a chip on his shoulder and has something to prove. This is a grown man at 6'2", 235, with tons of experience, playing with an edge. Hell yes, you take a chance on him. I've got a good feeling about this kid. All right, there you go. 
Friday here at Riverwind, taking you into the weekend. Uh, everybody, everybody's working for the weekend. That's what Loverboy said. Everybody wants a new romance. Maybe you can find your romance out here at Riverwind. I mean, it's always crowded. You could develop a Riverwind romance. You never know. Come on out and see us here uh, at Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. All right, break time. Let's talk a little sooner baseball. Get back to the text line. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Brandon Drum, I've got to identify Brandon now, of course, as OU Insider and the Rivals Network. He'll join us on the Riverwind Hotline coming up at 135. Keep it here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref. It is a Friday here at Riverwind Casino. Mike Steely with you. Great to be out here. Always a fun, festive environment. Great people out here. Great service. They also have a world-class hotel attached to the casino that is big time. And uh, they do everything first class here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Hey, if you want to eliminate your reading glasses, I've got your man, Dr. Bellardo. Dr. John Bellardo over at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center in Oklahoma City. Known him for a long, long time. He uh, did great work for me. And you know how important it is to make sure that you're seeing at a very high level. And uh, Dr. B is your man. I've known him for years and years, totally trust him. You can go check him out and see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery. From the experts at Advanced Laser and uh, Cataract Center, Uh, Dr. Bellardo and his team, they've been the leaders in vision correction for a long time now. And uh, when I had my procedure done, it was really easy, super professional, relaxing environment. He's a great doctor and he's a good dude. Dr. B will treat you right and so will his professional team there at ALCOK.com, Advanced Laser and Cataract Center alcok.com give him a call at 405-755-7700 as they always say over there you want to see far and you want to see near you have to come here to the advanced laser and cataract center all right parker let's get back to some text on the uh, knippelmeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 from the 909 connor near looks like a bull Well, that's good. Keep in mind, and look, I'm the one who's saying, you know, this kid, you know, trust in Brent. But, you know, you're always going to see what looks really good on a highlight tape, too, right? I mean, it's not like they're going to put a busted coverage on there or missing a, uh, uh, you know, a gap or not filling a, a gap or, you know, taking a bad angle. But, you know, I trust, again, Brent Venables on this stuff, and particularly at that position, um, so I think, you know, they, they like what they see in this kid. You know, it may be fair as state, but he's still accustomed to winning and being in a really good program at that level. So let's see what happens. Elsewhere on the text line, Sam in Tulsa says, maybe mention who else offered the D2 kid. Maybe that will shut up some of these idiots. Yeah, Oklahoma was far from the only P5 school that offered Connor near. He had a Michigan State offer, and, you know, being a kid from up in that vicinity uh, – that was heck, kind of, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, from the eight one, yeah, Texas Tech and Georgia Tech. Yeah, Sam and Edmund adds some kids develop later than others. 
besides going D2 and getting valuable experience, can be more effective than sitting on the depth chart and not playing for two years. LG Sooner, 63. Josh yep. Heupel came from Snow Junior College. What OU fan ever heard of that college beforehand? Two questions Excellent point. Who's, what? Yeah, who, uh, who sent that? Uh, that was from LG who Sooner, 63. LG Sooner 63, you have taken the lead for the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text of the day. You're right, because I remember, first of all, when that went down, we're saying, who's this Josh Hupel kid? Snow Junior College, really? All he did is come into the late Oklahoma to national championship. And, again, was he super athletic? Did he throw the football, you know, uh, great? No, but he had a great football mind. He was a winner, great leader. Not that he was, you know, he, he when he was healthy, he threw the ball good enough. But that's an excellent text. Really good. Back to the text line. Uh, oh, by the way, LG Sooner, there was a second half to that text. He said, two questions. One, is quarterback an important position? Two, who quarterbacked our last national championship team? So that listener needs to take a dose of shut the hell up. You could trouble me for a warm glass of now you go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Uh, Broken Arrow okay, Fat sorry. Boy says, I think this is more of an indictment on the play of Stutzman. Yes, he led the league in tackles last year. However, most of those tackles were 5 to 10 yards downfield. There, I, there are some people that want to nitpick everything. And if you want to nitpick stuff from the 2022 season, I don't feel like the play of Danny Stutzman is one thing that you should be rushing to nitpick. I mentioned the fact that Stutzman and Desan McCullough are the only two guys in that linebacker core right now with starting experience. No, I do not think the addition of Connor Neer is an indictment on Danny Stutzman by any means, and I would say if there is one player on that entire defense outside of Billy Bowman that you can absolutely 1,000% pencil into a starting role this fall, it's Danny Stutzman. Yeah, and look, uh, Broken Arrow Fat Boy, I – I kind of get a little bit what he's saying. I don't think it's a total any kind of indictment on Danny Stutzman, but I kind of feel about Danny Stutzman the way I do about Dylan Gabriel is that, yes, Danny Stutzman, you know, fanatical effort, really good athlete, love the kid, love his enthusiasm for the program, and he had a good year, but I also think he can be a lot better. Kind of like Dylan Gabriel, good, solid year, but again – Got to be better. So I kind of, that's kind of the way I look at it with Danny Stutzman. But number one, Parker, again, they needed more depth at just about every position. And uh, linebacker may have been number one, interior defensive line. You know, they kind of addressed that early in the portal um, or just the defensive line in general. But we'll see. You know, we'll see what, how this kid pans out. And I, I don't know. For some reason, I've got a pretty good feeling about him. Five-star Randy says, no fear with near. 405 listener says, Scott Case came to us from NEO, played great for us, and got a Super Bowl ring. And he, Ronnie Crimson adds, Stetson Bennett came from a JUCO and won back-to-back natties. Yeah, I mean, there are examples uh, everywhere. There's no doubt about it. And I particularly like LG, you know, little reminder, hey, guys, remember that Josh Heupel kid? And, again, um, you know, he, he just turned out to be not only a good, 
solid football player, but a fantastic leader with a great football mind as well. So it sounds like this kid, uh, again, uh, knows football, obviously two-time All-American at that level, two-time national champion, comes from a winning background. And, yeah, maybe it is better for this kid to go and, uh, you know, work on his craft down at the Division II level, and now he gets a shot. So I saw, I think it was Tech, uh, Texas Tech, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Georgia Tech, and Duke, I believe, were the other offers that I saw for him. So we'll see. Okay, here at Riverwind, the big announcement today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have new artists and uh, a new band coming to the Showplace Theater. And uh, happening in October, Foreigner will be here on their Greatest Hits Tour. Then Rodney Carrington, also in October. That was announced today. And Aaron Lewis in November. Those tickets are available right now online at riverwind.com for those shows in October and November. Or if you're coming out to the casino, obviously you can get those at the box office here at Riverwind, right in front of the Showplace Theater. All right, it's a Friday heading into the weekend. We have Brandon Drum on the way on the Riverwind hotline at 135. I'm Mike Steely here at my home away from home, Riverwind Casino. Parker back at the Buffalo Wing, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings uh, studios today at the Ref. And we're going to get to more of your texts coming up here in just a minute in the next segment. Also going to hear from Skip Johnson on the Sooners' big weekend series in Morgantown. We'll do that next right here on the Ref. Okay, we are back here at Riverwind. It's a great-looking Friday weather-wise out there. Although we do have, I understand, uh, some rain uh, potentially, obviously, coming in this weekend. Hopefully it won't affect uh, the Bedlam Softball Series, but there is a chance. We'll see. you got a great chance to win some money tonight. Come on out for the 15K Festive Friday promotion. I'm talking about random Hot seat drawings tonight here at Riverwind from 7 to 11.30. So make a plan right now. Come on out here. Have a great meal. Say get here 6, 6.30. If you're looking for evening things to do, come out to Chips and Ales or the River Buffet. Or they have a great food court out here at Riverwind. Enjoy yourself a nice meal. Sit down, play some games. Make sure you've got your wild card. And from 7 to 11.30 p.m. tonight, uh, they'll be drawing out three winners every Half hour to receive $400 in cash each every 30 minutes from 7 to 11.30 p.m. That's the preliminary round, all right? And you can be a big winner there. $400 in cash. That's pretty good. And then just before midnight, three grand prize winners will be drawn out to receive $1,000 in cash each, plus any unclaimed cash from the preliminary drawings. Happening tonight, the 15K Festive Friday promotion, the drawing, preliminary round, 7 to 11.30, grand prize drawings tonight at just before midnight, all right, out here at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. All right, Sooner Baseball in Morgantown tonight. The Mountaineers are leading the Big 12. West Virginia's won nine in a row, ranked 12th in the country. The Sooners are rounding in form and playing uh, some of their best best baseball uh, of the year. That sweep at Texas obviously was huge for momentum. But where does Skip Johnson feel like his team stands right now in terms of the NCAA tournament. Here's what he told T. Rowe this morning. Well, I mean, I think if we stopped right now, we'd probably uh, uh, we might get in um, as a three seed. Probably, uh, I think our RPI is good enough to do that. I think our wins against the um, the competition, you know, the the better competition's been good. We're 500 in conference. I think that 
unfortunately, our conference is uh, um, needs to needs better recognition or whatever you say about it. I, I think that we've got to win. If we win two out of three, the next two weekends we get in for sure. Um, win two out of three this weekend, uh, it'll help us a lot. Uh, if we were to stop right now and play the conference tournaments, I think we'd have to win one game. I don't. I don't, really don't know. I mean, that's you never know. Our RPI is at fifty uh, something, and uh, uh, we'll see from there. There you go, Skip Johnson on uh, with Toby and TJ here on the morning show here on the wrap uh, this morning. Uh, 5.30 first pitch for the Sooners in West Virginia from Morgantown uh, coming up today. And then uh, tomorrow it's a 3 o'clock start. And Sunday will be a noon start for Oklahoma and West Virginia. All right, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. Let's get back there. Gunny of Stussman Army says on the Connor Near conversation, which continues, Adam Thielen and Austin Eckler are a few guys who wouldn't gripe about D2 players. The 405 listener says, why are we so worried about the Ferris kid when he's being coached by a coach who's had three natties, a defensive coordinator who won coordinator of the year, and back-to-back top 15 defenses, and Near is an all-American linebacker at the D2 level. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's the main thing, right? You you see or hear Division Two, and you're like, this is Oklahoma. What are we doing here, you know? Uh, but I, I think uh, most of those people are in the minority today. Don't you think, Parker? You're looking at the text line. I don't know, maybe 10% of them, 15 tops. What do you think? I would say the majority of folks are on board with Connor Near because they trust Brent Venables. Those that do not are anti-Connor Near. Another listener in the 405 brought up, and this is a really good point as well, former Dallas Cowboy and NFL draft pick Patrick Creighton came from Northwestern Oklahoma State, which was an NAIA program. Yeah, and look, you can find examples of those uh, those kind of players everywhere. Now, there's also, you know, the majority of them don't turn out to be Patrick Creighton's or uh, you know, some of the other guys that we've mentioned already. But like I said, I think the main thing here, Brent, look, if this was Brent coming in last year before 6-7, and seven, hardly anybody would be questioning, oh, well, Brent thinks he's good, he's good. But they went 6-7 and seven a year ago, and that was mainly a talent issue. And, look, Brent's got to improve as well. There's no doubt, particularly on game day. But I think uh, the fact that Oklahoma's coming off 6-7, and seven, they were not good at all defensively last year, and then they see Division Two. That alarms some people. I yes, <laughs> Ronnie Crimson. Ronnie Crimson got on the text line and said, "Kurt Warner went straight from the grocery store to the NFL." That is factual. Yeah, well, good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. From the Sacking groceries, right to. Yeah, from the, the Iowa Barnstormers and then the Super Bowl. Bob Stoops brought in a lot of JUCOs and won a title with them. Uh, Sean says, if Brent and Ted got a commitment out of Spanish Cove, I'd trust them. They're good. That, that's that's a Ted Rue positive tweet there or text. There we go. How about that? So, uh, Troy Everett, any word on the O-lineman from uh, – Appalachian State. No word, man. This this thing's dragging out, and I think the longer it drags out, 
the better the odds are for Oklahoma. I would say just based on what I have heard talking to people around the Switzer Center, it was it was going to be Virginia Tech until Oklahoma started seriously making a push for him to reconsider. And so the longer he's got to noodle on it, the longer this process takes, I'm of the opinion that as this thing drags out in terms of chronology, it leans more and more in OU's favor. And I'm not saying it leans heavily in OU's favor right now, but while I favored Virginia Tech three days ago, I'd favor Oklahoma as things stand right now. There you go. All right. I just uh, I might have to cry because this uh, lady with a walker came by, the, the, the walker, the portable one on wheels, and she's got a little chihuahua, uh, obviously one of the, uh, the helping dogs. And this little chihuahua is super cute. And the little chihuahua is stopping and looking back like, are you all right? Every, it's, uh, what a, man. <laughs> dogs are the greatest creatures ever. And this little chihuahua looking back after her mom, making sure she's good as they're leaving. That's, a, that's pretty cool. All right, we'll be back another hour to go here on The Ref. Oh, we're going to be doing some talking, no doubt. I am talking to you today from one of my favorite places, Riverwind Casino. It's Friday here at Riverwind. Come on out, have a great meal, have a great time, win some money. They've got a huge promotion happening tonight, random hot seat drawings, the 15K Festive Friday promotions. Uh, happening tonight and again at 7 o'clock to 11.30 preliminary hot seat drawings that's the uh, preliminary round three winners again every 30 minutes you're looking at people winning $400 in cash and then grand prize winners three of them will be drawn out just before midnight tonight in the 15k festive Friday they are going to win at least $1,000 in cash each. Why not you? Come on out and have a great meal at Chips and Ales or the Food Court or the River Buffet and uh, enjoy yourself on a Friday evening here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. They also announced today tickets are on sale for some new shows. We told you about, you know, all the uh, artists that are coming to the Showplace Theater Earth, Wind, and Fire in June. You've got Collective Soul. You've got Josh Turner, Gabriel Iglesias, The Comedian, Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows, REO Speedwagon, Chicago. We've been building all those shows that are coming to the show place. Three new announcements today. A band and two solo artists coming to the Showplace Theater. And we're talking about Foreigner on their Greatest Hits Tour. That'll be uh, on a Friday night, October 6th. Rodney Carrington, three weeks later, Friday, October 27th. And then Aaron Lewis will be here in November, Thursday night, November 9th. All those tickets are available, and we're just put on sale today. You can get those at riverwind.com, and you can get them here at the casino box office as well. All right, we're going to the Air Comfort. Uh, my bad. Air Comfort went through the portal. And uh, we we were able to acquire Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. First time I've done that, too. 405-651-3439. We're going right back there. I was thinking about this, uh, Parker, and uh, I know your, your history of OU football dates back to 
What was your first real season that you remember pretty well uh, when you started watching Oklahoma football? The wonder that was Adrian Peterson's freshman year, 2004. There you go. Okay, so I, you know me. I'm ancient, so I can go way back. But I was thinking about, you know, a an underrated position group over the years watching Oklahoma football. And we were we had this discussion with some a friend, and I was thinking I went real specific on an underrated position group, not just that position, but the way that position was played back in the day. And I'm going with wishbone quarterbacks because the quarterbacks who won Heisman's at Oklahoma, what did they do? They threw the football. Now Kyler Murray could take off and run with the best of them, no doubt. Kyler, I would have loved to have seen Kyler, you know, as a wishbone practitioner back in the day, too, because he would have been outstanding. He's just so athletic and talented. He could have, well, clearly he could do anything and had perhaps the greatest quarterbacking season ever at the University of Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts would have been a good, solid uh, wishbone quarterback, too. Uh, Jason White, before he got knee issues, could have been a pretty good wishbone quarterback as well. But I think about that because, you know, with all the statues are out there, with Jason and Sam Bradford and Baker and Kyler Murray, and then you've got the running backs, you know, with Billy Vessels, Billy Sims, and um, and Steve Owens. But the wishbone quarterbacks would be the group that I would go to because, you know, you start out with Jack Mildred. Unbelievable wishbone quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe you think uh, he and Greg Pruitt split some votes in that Heisman race, uh, which Pat Sullivan, the Auburn quarterback, won that year, and Ed Marinero was second. Greg Pruitt, despite averaging nine yards a carry, came in third, and I think Jack came in like fifth or sixth. And then you move on. They had Dave Robertson coming in for a year after Jack left, and then it was on to Steve Davis, one of the most underrated you know quarterbacks in OU history still, even though he won two national championships. Uh, and then you think about, you know, Thomas Lott and the bandana, and you think of J.C. Watts and then Jamel Holloway, uh, you know, Charles Thompson also. Uh, I think the wishbone quarterbacks, again, they were appreciated during their time, but when you look back and as we get further away from that era, probably not appreciated enough, in my opinion. What do you guys think? 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Steely, I would go H-backs over the years because, and you know, H-backs That's a good call. I like that. have become, you know, in the mule shoe era, the H-back moniker became more closely affiliated with the tight end position than the fullback position. But when you think about guys like Trey Millard and Dimitri Flowers and Jeremiah Hall and potentially the next guy in that lineage in Xavier Robinson, if Oklahoma is able to land him, Aaron Ripkowski, if you want to go back a little further. J.D. Runnels. J.D. Runnels, certainly. Oklahoma's had some pretty dang good fullbacks slash H-backs over the years. I like that call. I think that's a really good call. Well done, sir. Thank you. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's see what you guys think. Uh, Nobody has any thoughts yet on undervalued position groups. However... 
people are still continuing to chime in on Connor Near because I think there were a few dissenters on the decision to take Connor Near out of the transfer portal, and everybody, the masses on the text line, have made an effort to shut those dissenters up. Another text from LG Sooner 63. If you're a company looking to hire, what do they value more, experience or a newbie out of college? Experience and leadership will always be valued more. Uh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I would say for the most part that is a, uh, a true statement. Five-star Randy says, it's simple. We need immediate plug-and-play help. Near meets that need, even if his ceiling isn't as high as an inexperienced recruit. And this is why the addition of Connor Near makes sense, because if he gets supplanted by the younger guys in this room, great, right? Like if Samuel Masigo and Lewis Carter show up and their rotational cogs right off the bat for Oklahoma in the linebacker room, is anybody going to complain? Is that a bad thing? Can that be construed as negative if your true freshmen are ready to go right from the get-go? No, and so there is literally nothing to lose bringing in a guy like Connor Near because if you need to lean on experience, he's there to fill the void. But if the younger guys who have a higher physical ceiling and more impressive traits supplant him on the depth chart early in the process, well, that just speaks to how bright the future is at that position. Absolutely. How are they doing uh, scholarship-wise? It just seems like, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, you had guys who left and uh, went other places, but how are they doing scholarship-wise? Because it seems like, man, OU's had another guy and another guy and another guy. It's like, how many scholars do they have? Yeah, it's – I never know. Nobody ever has an exact beat on how many available scholarships there are at Oklahoma, and I've talked in the past about what a nuanced process it is, and there are people within the Switzer Center, you know, a large portion of their job is to manage scholarship counts. So I don't know. Pretty much everybody outside the building does not have an exact tally on Oklahoma's scholarships right now. What I do know is that at this time last year – Oklahoma was well over the scholarship limit, and that's why it was honestly kind of surprising when they decided to take L.V. Bunkley Shelton. Do people remember that? When L.V. Bunkley Shelton was down to Oklahoma and Kansas, and initially the thought was Kansas because Oklahoma didn't have room, but then they went ahead and made room. They will make room for whoever they want to add. They will make room for Connor Near. They'll make room for Jordan Tyson. If there's a player that they want out of the portal, they're going to find a way to get him to Oklahoma. So if you're worried about the scholarship tally, my encouragement to you would be this is absolutely something the coaches have thought through, and even if we don't have a concrete idea of how they're going to manage the situation, it's going to get managed. Yeah, there, there are ways of working that out, no doubt. And Brent Venable's job is to – to you know get the best players he can put them in the right spots coach them up and they're trying to get the uh, best roster they can obviously and they feel like connor near is going to help them do that so that's the way i would look at it pretty simple but uh, that's really what we're looking at here all right 405-651-3439 on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line from the 918 kicker 
Remember Tony DiRienzo, the Lasher Bros, Tim Duncan, Uwe Von Shaman, Michael Honeycutt, Austin Seibert, Garrett Hartley. So there's a submission for kicker with regard to the question you asked earlier in the segment, Steely. An underappreciated or maybe overlooked position group, and I went really specific on mine and went with the uh, wishbone quarterbacks. Because, again, you you stroll through Heisman Park, you don't see, you know, Jack Mildren, Thomas Lott, J.C. Watt, Steve Davis, Jamel Holloway, Charles Thompson, guys like that, who were great at what they did. And they ran the offense so effectively. Um but that's the group that I would go with. All right, back to the uh, text line, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. From the 405, have you all talked about OU commit Grayson Harris posting on Twitter about his recent Nebraska offer? Oh, my gosh. Are we going to do this whole dance? People are worried because Grayson Harris posted a new offer. Look, some kid. here's the thing. Some kids, i.e. Jackson Arnold, will never post another offer after they commit, regardless of how many they rack up. Like Jackson Arnold had a Georgia offer. He had an Ohio State offer. He had several other offers that he never posted because he never wanted to give people any reason for doubt that he was locked in with Oklahoma. Not everybody does that. And so Grayson Harris is still a sophomore in high school right now. He's going to get plenty more offers over the next couple of years. There is no reason right now to think that his commitment to Oklahoma is in jeopardy. But you're going to see him post more offers than just the Nebraska offer going forward. That'll happen, and it's not cause for alarm. If and when there is cause for alarm in Grayson Harris's recruitment, you all will be the first to know. But it's literally just an offer. Yeah, and it's all about the visits anyway with Prince's uh, philosophy, and he was able to be flexible with a few uh, a few prospects in you know last last year's class, you know. So we'll see what happens and how it works out. But and he's uh, Grayson Harris is a 2025 kid too, right? He is. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. You know what? That reminds me of a stick song. Too much time on my hands, right there. Not to uh, get after the specific texture, but I wouldn't worry about that that much. There are other things that you could worry about that are more troublesome than that. Just saying. Okay, let's get a couple more in, and we'll take our first break. We have Brandon Drum coming up, OU Insider, Rivals Network at 135 here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. From the 405, all I'm hearing is Davis Bevel can be put on an academic scholarship if necessary. <laughs> all right actually i'm taking this over a little bit so let's take a break right here you guys as usual are doing a great job i wasn't trying to dog the other texter i'm just saying sometimes we get worked up about stuff you know like i said if he was saying visiting nebraska you know on this certain date you might go oh well, what that, okay but guess what those kids they like their attention. They like to flex. I mean, if you were in his situation, you were maybe you had an eye on a, a girlfriend or something, you're going to post every single offer you get, right? Probably. Okay, break right here. Coming back, Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Keep it here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref.
Okay, back here at Riverwind on a Friday. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Love everything they do out here. The renovation is nearly complete. This place looks real, and it looks spectacular, let me tell you. Great restaurant options out here. I'm over by Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. Justin and the folks out here have a great little radio location for us now, uh, which we appreciate very much. Plank and I were talking about it, uh, you know, in a commercial break. Right before he left, the man, this place, this setup is really nice. It is. Riverwind does everything first class. And uh, good to be out here at my home away from home, Riverwind Casino. Okay. Uh, I got one off Twitter from Ronnie for, for Boone. Ronnie for Boone. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh Asking me a question, Steely, what do you think of the Big 12 trying to do all this crazy stuff in their broadcasts? And uh, I guess what you're talking about is, you know, the uh, miking up the coaches and uh, locker room access, stuff like that. I don't know. I Look, Brett Yormark ran Jay-Z's company. He's going to be out there. For the Big 12, maybe it's not a bad idea. I don't know about you, Parker, but I know. Ne- I always think the uh, – and they're talking about miking up the coaches during a game. You know, to me that looks like the XFL or the USFL or something. It looks like you're, you're, you have to do that to do something different. And maybe – I'm sure that's what Brett Yormark is going for if they do that, going to Mexico to play occasionally, stuff like that. I don't know. But, for instance, even the uh, before halftime and coming out of halftime – those interviews, I've always thought those are pretty worthless. The coaches don't want to do it. The biggest example, of course, is in the NBA with Greg Popovich. But what do you think about uh, some of those ideas for the Big 12 moving forward? Man, they on the one hand, they feel kind of gimmicky, as if the Big 12 is looking for any possible means by which to stay relevant. But I also think some of their ideas are somewhat clever. For instance, miking up the coaches on the sidelines, being able to hear what's going on in real time. Now, granted, I think that would be tougher to implement. That would be tougher to put into practice than it is to talk about in theory just because coaches are saying things on the sideline that are not FCC-sanctioned. So there are Not only that, but they're so paranoid they're thinking, somebody's intercepting this broadcast right now. Oh, do you think Muleshoe would ever say a word? Oh, of course not. He's the most paranoid coach that's ever been here. Oh gosh, if Muleshoe had a microphone, he'd probably. It, you remember when Jason Kidd was the head coach of the Bucks, and he had one of his players bump into him, and he spilled a cup of soda onto the floor so he could basically get an extra timeout late in the game when he didn't have mm-hmm. one. Muleshoe would have one of his players run into him and break the microphone pack. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Well, I will say one thing has gotten better since Mule Shoe left. Well, there's less feces in the state because he's a sackful. And the other thing is the media access is a lot better. There's no doubt. Now, the fans don't really give a flip about that. I mean, they kind of do, but not much. It's about a one and a half on a scale of ten. Now, it'll be even a lot better when uh, Oklahoma starts playing football at the level they're accustomed to playing at. But I always liked Coach Switzer back in the day. And, look, the sports information, it wasn't uh, as difficult back then. You had Pat Hanlon or Larry McAllister or Mike Treps was the head SID. But it, it was pretty easy. 
Uh, and you can also camp out in the hallways, and if Boz is walking by, you know, hey, Boz, you got five minutes. I got a meeting, but I'll be down in, you know, in 30 minutes or whatever, and then you could get him. It, it was a lot easier back then. I mean, it's just so much easier, but I don't know. Um, and I always admired Coach Switzer for that because, and look, it bit him a little bit with Brian Bosworth to an extent with some of the things he said, more of the, the steroid issue, obviously, but um, I, I, he always thought, you know, they're preparing him to be young men, and if you're just going to shelter them from the media, you know, how's that going to help? But anyway. Back to the text line here. Let's see what we get. Uh any info on the defensive lineman from Nebraska? I'm assuming that that's in reference to Stefan Wynn, who's in the transfer portal from the University of Nebraska. Don't really get the sense he'll use a major player there right now. Um, were we – what were we on the ver- – were we flipping the page to something else there, Steely? What were we talking about before we got off on the uh, mule shoe and – Oh, the uh, Big stand? 12 and some of the stuff. Yeah kind of, uh, you know, media and how the Big 12 is going to do things moving forward. I, You know, it just it does sound like something the USFL or the XFL would do, and which I don't blame them for that because, you know, they, they need some, uh, I don't know if gimmicks, but some newer features and just dif- differentiate themselves from a regular football telecast. I get that because their talent level is not as good as the NFL. But... Um, I don't know. For the Big 12, it looks like a little cheesy to me. But I'm old. What do it I know? Feels, it feels to a certain extent gimmicky, but I'm also all for innovation, Steely. You know, if there's – and the XFL has actually been good about this. If there are ways that you can improve the overall experience of the broadcast and there are, way, there are things you can do, I think of the Manning cast as a perfect example, right? It's something that really only works if you've got two guys with the personalities of – Peyton and Eli Manning, but it was just something that ESPN started off as kind of a fun deal on a separate channel if you wanted to experience something different than the traditional broadcast, but it blew up and became a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, granted, no, I, I do like the Manning cast. Yeah, granted, you can't go that route with everything in terms of broadcast innovation. Uh, certain concepts will have been tried and used before, and you know you really have to go the extra mile if you want to introduce something truly new to the picture. But if you can do that and you can integrate it successfully and it can enhance the viewer's experience, there's value there. Uh, from the 405 on the text line, caught Muleshoe in a restaurant restroom kissing his own reflection in the mirror. Hmm, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, would not surprise me, yeah. Would not surprise me one bit. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We've got Brandon Drum coming up here in a minute. We should probably just go ahead and take a break right here. At Riverwind tonight, again, they've got a huge promotion. You want to win some cash? You want to win some uh, win some money tonight? You can do it. It's the 15K festive Friday promotion, and that's tonight. They're holding hot seat drawings every half hour tonight between 7 and 11.30. Three winners are going to receive $500, or I'm sorry, $400 in cash each, and then at 11.59, 
Three grand prize winners will be drawn to receive at least $1,000 in cash each, plus any unclaimed cash that's left over from the preliminary drawings. And, again, that's happening tonight, 7 to 11.30 for the prelims. And, again, uh, just before midnight, they will draw out the three grand prize winners. All right, break time coming up. Brandon Drum will talk to him about Connor Near and uh, also what's going on uh, in the world of recruiting, the portal, everything, and uh, how he's dealing with the recruiting wars. It looks like the major skirmishes are over, but we'll ask Brandon about it when we get back right here on The Ref. Brandon Drum joins us. As he does every Friday right here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. And Brandon OU Insider, of course. And now with the Rivals Network. So, Brandon, how have, how have you done in the recruiting wars and the battles on these message boards? Are you surviving now? Has it gotten easier? What's the update? I'm battered. I'm bruised. But I'm still I'm still here, Mike. I'm uh um, I was up against the ropes a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm I'm coming out swinging like I'm Ali. Now I'm I, I'm pretty light on my feet. As Keller Winslow said, "Effing soldier." That's what you are, right? I'm, a, I'm an effing soldier, dude. I actually was a soldier, so I can actually say that and not and not trigger people. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. What do you man. think? We're hearing a lot of. Yeah, we, we've heard a lot on Connor Near, and there are a few people. It's it's a very small amount, but are like Division Two, Ferris State, really okay. What do you what can you tell us about this kid that you've been able to ascertain since he uh, you know announced uh, that he's coming to Oklahoma? I'll say this: I talked to somebody that is uh, pretty close to the uh, the linebackers and stuff around Norman, and today, and they. They, their opinion of him was, and I quote, that is a freaking winner right there. And that was it. Like they, that, that was, that was the end of the sentence. It was very definitive what Oklahoma thinks of him. And he's a winner. Uh, he's won two titles at Ferris State. Uh, he's an all American. He's transformed his body. He's a hard worker. He's intelligent. And, Oklahoma's super excited to have him, and I get it. Like Division Two, you look at it, you know, on his face, and you're sitting there saying, "Hey, this doesn't make sense. Why would they do that?" But okay, well then, why would you know some of the best NFL players of all time be Division One, AA, Division Three, Division Two players? I mean, because they develop guys too, and and Ferris State is a is a program that's put out NFL players, uh, numerous actually. So. It, it, look, the kid can ball, um, and the funny thing is, is when I talked to him last night, he said, hey, you know, my linebacker coach, when I walked in to tell them I was thinking about going to the portal, they they obviously tried to talk me out of it, but the first thing they said is, look, if you get in the portal and you actually go through with this and Brent Venables comes after you, you better take it because you won't learn more from anybody else. And he said, you know what, here we are four days later after I got my offer, and I'm a Sooner, and I, I wouldn't want it any other way. He goes, I knew when I got the offer it was over. It was over. Yeah. It now, was the easiest decision. Now, Brandon, it's 
I think what's important for people to understand, too, is that players develop on different timetables. It's similar to right. trying to knock P.J. out of Barre because he didn't have a single scholarship offer until his junior year of high school as opposed to starting to get offers as a freshman like so many do these days. So Connor Neer, yeah. a guy that brings two, eligibil- two years of eligibility to Oklahoma and can be a plug-and-play contributor at that linebacker position, brings experience, which the Sooners at this point – Uh, within that room do not have a whole heck of a lot of. Now, Brandon, give us the temperature on the other big transfer portal target this week. Well, I say the other big one, and there are actually two. Jordan Tyson, the wide receiver out of Colorado. Obviously, Oklahoma's in good shape there. But what of Troy Everett, who the center formerly of Appalachian State, (laughs) whose portal recruitment has come down essentially to Oklahoma and Virginia Tech? Man, that is a weird recruitment. I'm not even going to lie. It, it, everything looked to be pointing in the Sooners' direction. Uh, looked like there was a decision that was about to happen. What was it, Wednesday? And then all of a sudden it stopped. And, and look, it stopped for various reasons. I guess uh, people around his camp weren't real thrilled that it got leaked out that there was a decision potentially made, about to be made. And um, also, I guess, I, I I have no idea who wrote it or who did what, but I know that there may have been some people that just put out that he was committed to Oklahoma when well, that wasn't uh, the case Brandon, can I interject here? As of one minute yeah. ago, Troy Everett is committed to the University of Oklahoma. There so, breaking go. news. Hey. How about that? There we go. There we go. How about that? Okay, so he was. He, yeah, he was. Okay, so he was committed on Wednesday. I can say it now that it's out there. He was committed, but somebody leaked the beans a little early, and that was the holdup. Oh, you had to go in and do some, uh, I guess, mending of fences. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it worked in their favor, and obviously now he's 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 a very agile, strong, and young. Look, he was a freshman last year at Appalachian State, so. He's got some eligibility left, number one. Number two, uh, they really like his versatility. He can be a center. He can be a guard. He's, 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 he's a freaking road grader in the run game. And he's, he's not real great as far as, you know, pass blocking just yet. Let's people get up inside him sometimes when he shouldn't. But overall, he's a good pass blocker and obviously – Next thing you know, he's going to be taught by Bill Beanbo and the development. Uh, so he's taking a chance because he really wanted to stay close to home. And that didn't happen, obviously, because he chose Oklahoma. But that's what the appeal was with Virginia Tech. Was It was close to home. He could, he kind of was still up in the mountains where he grew up. And, you know, it was comfortable to him and, and the trees and the forest and the hunting and stuff. And I think – Oklahoma sold him on development and the fact that, hey, look, you can go hunting in Oklahoma, you can do all that stuff and fishing in Oklahoma too. So uh, at the end, Bill Beatenbow's track record won out once again. All right, Brandon, uh, I know there's not a whole lot going on, but you always, uh, you know, you're, you're talking to people, you're hearing rumors, you're hearing facts here and there. Some you can disclose, some you can't. But what are you thinking on the five-star front for Oklahoma with uh, clearly David Stone and uh, uh, Will Winery obviously listed his top ten. We all knew Oklahoma was going to be on that list. What about, like, Sammy Brown and Bryant Wesco? Uh, anything going on there? Uh, look, 
I'll say this. The, the Williams Winery thing, it's, it's a three-team race, essentially. Put out a top ten. Parker can vouch for this as well. Would you agree with that three-team race, Parker? Parker? Uh, three, sure. I would, I would actually call it a four team race. I'd throw Mizzou in there, but yes, OU, Tennessee, Oregon, that's the top tier. I always forget Mizzou because they're Mizzou. I don't know. I think that's probably why. But yeah, um, yeah, four team race essentially, but Oklahoma's in a really good spot. Parker obviously has more of that coming on OU Insider here in the next day or two. Uh, but, uh, you know, David Stone's, he's, I think he's finally starting to get, tired of the craziness surrounding his recruitment. Uh, you're starting to see him really dial in, set up some official visits. Oklahoma is going to be one of them. I expect it to be the champion barbecue weekend uh, with Joseph Jonah Jonah, uh, the four-star out of Conroe, Texas. Um, and Nigel Smith will be up there that weekend. I believe probably Williams when they're – I think just if, if you're a who's – it's a who's who of – OU recruiting is probably going to be that weekend. Sammy Brown will be that weekend. Uh, you asked about him, and I've got a write-up coming on OU Insider, so I don't want to divulge a whole lot there, but let's just say, uh, I, I, look, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't expect Oklahoma to get him, but to say that they are have like a 0% chance or that there's no way it's going to happen, that's, that couldn't be further from the truth, and I'll explain in, in that write-up on OU Insider. But, uh, look, Oklahoma's in a good spot with so many good players on defense, and they're in a good spot with a lot of players on offense. They've already got the wide receiver room essentially intact outside of Bryant Wesco, and if they can close in on him, uh, it could be arguably the best wide receiver unit in the country with K.J. Daniels, Zion Kearney, and Bryant Wesco if he was to add uh, and, and become part of that soon-to-be trio, I guess. Brandon, so, before, uh, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say before we let you go here, uh, first rivals camp this weekend. First yeah. rivals camp of your career with the network this Sunday down in Dallas. What are you looking forward to? What is there to look forward to for OU fans in terms of exclusive intel? Yeah, look, uh, we get now we'll get exclusive with all these guys. I think that's something that. We never got. We always had to share at the uh, Under Armour camps or the opening or whatever, seven-on-sevens. So it's going to be pretty cool for us to be able to get up and, and get face-to-face in one-on-one, and there's not going to be a horde of you know, reporters that we're going to have to fight through because we're all on the same team with rivals. So I think that's going to be something that you know our readers are going to enjoy because Parker and I are going to split up. We're going to attack. There's going to be probably – 15, 20 OU targets there between all the classes, maybe even more, and we're going to have a ton of info coming on OU Insider. So I think that's that's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about that, and I'm excited to get to meet all the new colleagues that we have uh, been competing against for a while. I don't know them very well, so it's going to be really neat to get to know some some new people that we can lean on in this industry. All right, Brandon, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Hope you have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you. Glad you're surviving the uh, recruiting wars. <laughs> I appreciate it, Mike. All right, Brandon Drum joining us on the uh, Riverwind uh, Hotline. I'm here at Riverwind Casino. We'll take a quick break right here. we got one more award-winning, maybe, uh, segment coming up. 
And I uh, want to hit your text as well, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Big announcements happening at Riverwind. We've got some new artists coming to the Showplace Theater, Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, and Aaron Lewis. We'll tell you all about that and get ready to get uh, locked in at 2 o'clock. We'll do all of that when we get back here on The Ref. Okay, back here at Riverwind, we're going to get locked in with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas coming up at the top of the hour. Always a great hour of radio. Keep in mind tonight, big promotions happening here at Riverwind. It's always something that they're giving away. That's what it's all about out here at Riverwind Casino. And uh, we do have the 15K Festive Friday promotion happening tonight, 7 o'clock tonight until 11.30 p.m. It'll be... The preliminary drawings, every 30 minutes from 7 to 11.30, they're going to be doing these drawings. Three winners are going to receive $400 in cash each every 30 minutes from 7 to 11.30 tonight. And then just before midnight, a trio, three grand prize winners will be drawn to receive at least $1,000 in cash each plus any unclaimed cash from preliminary drawings. So they could win, again, more then uh, 1000 if some uh, cash is left over from the preliminary round. So the 15K Festive Friday happening tonight. New announced uh, artists at the Showplace Theater. Foreigner is going to be here Friday, October 6, 2023, obviously, as we are back in the Showplace Theater in the year 2023. you got to love it. Uh, told you about the shows that are coming. Earth, Wind, and Fire starts it off on a Friday night, June 23rd. We told you about Collective Soul and Josh Turner and Gabriel Iglesias, Dwight Yoakam, The Counting Crows, REO in Chicago. Well, they added to the list again earlier this morning, Foreigner, Friday, October 6th, and Rodney Carrington, Friday, October 27th, and Aaron Lewis on a Thursday night, November 9th, to the lineup at the Showplace Theater. So going to be great to have the Showplace back. Like I said, it's been over three years since we have had shows at the Showplace Theater. So Riverwind Casino, always great being out here. They are simply the best. All right. You want to get some text in before we close it out, Parker? <laughs> Somebody one minute ago texted and said, Troy Everett, offensive lineman, commits to Sooners via transfer from App State. Yes, indeed, and we discussed it last segment with Brandon Drum. That is the newest addition for Oklahoma via the portal. I have no doubt that we'll talk about it more in the 2 o'clock hour on Locked In, but Troy Everett picks Oklahoma over Virginia Tech. The Sooners add another experienced interior offensive lineman, and it has become apparent, Steely, that Nobody should take anything for granted in terms of who's going to start on the offensive line, especially the interior offensive line for Oklahoma in 2023 because we know, right, that Andrew Rame kind of had a spat with the coaching staff. Troy Everett is a natural center. You bring in a guy like that with the expectation that whether it's at center or guard, he's going to contend for playing time. Also suggests that McCade Mattire, after the – up-and-down season that he had a year ago is going to face more competition than simply that of Caleb Schaefer and Savion Bird and uh, even Caden Green for those guard spots. You bring in another guy with experience in Troy Everett, he's somebody that's going to push for playing time immediately. 
There you go. And, uh, of course, uh, last night I'm sure everybody saw Connor Near, the linebacker from Division II Ferris State, two-time national champion, All-American player there at Ferris State, announced that he was coming to play for the University of Oklahoma. So we've had a couple commitments in the last, what, it's been about 12 hours, I think, or 24. Anyway, it's been it's happened quickly. Yeah, yeah, no question. Connor Near committed around 8 o'clock last night, and here you get Troy Everett not too much longer after that. Somebody from the 405 asked, well, what kind of spat did Rame have with the staff? We covered this. Um, not anything serious. Uh, but there was kind of a disagreement on the practice field between Raymond and members of the coaching staff. It all got smoothed over in the end. Not really a concern in the long term, but I think it underscored a lot of what had been apparent about Andrew Rame in the couple years that he'd been on Oklahoma's campus previously is at times he's a bit of a loose cannon from a mental perspective and that it's not something that can't be overcome, right? Not a death knell by any means. And Andrew Rame is still a guy that started two years at the University of Oklahoma at Garden Center. So I'm not saying it's something to be concerned about, but what I am saying is if those attitude issues rear their head again, then you've got another guy in the fold in Troy Everett that can step up and be somebody. There you go. All right, and uh, who are the uh, some of the prospects you're going to see at the uh, Rivals Camp this weekend that you'll really have your eye on? Well, I'll be stopping by Melissa tomorrow to check in with Nigel Smith. Uh, he's not a guy that does a whole lot of camps. So uh, outside of that, though, one name for Sooner fans to get familiar with in the 2025 class would be Michael Fasusi, four-star offensive lineman from Louisville, Texas, so a high school teammate of OU commit Jaden Hardy. And also the Hawkins boys are going to be competing at this camp, Michael and Malik. Of course, Michael, the four-star quarterback in the 2024 class, committed to Oklahoma, and Malik, the younger brother, defensive back in the 2025 class, very heavily favoring Oklahoma right now. There you go. So going to be a busy, busy weekend. And you know what, folks? The weekend, come on out of here to Riverwind. Have a great meal, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. I'm over here in that area right now, the River Buffet, steak night tonight, seafood night tomorrow night, great brunch on Sunday, always great options over there. And they've got a tremendous food court as well here at uh, Riverwind Casino. And tonight, as I said, it's the 15K Festive Friday promotion. Get on out here and try and win your share of all the uh, cash they're giving away tonight. Uh, every 30 minutes, hot seat drawings between 7 and 11.30. Three winners are going to receive $400 in cash each. And then just before midnight, they will draw out three grand prize winners, and they will receive at least $1,000 in cash each for the grand prize drawing uh, just before midnight. Okay, want to thank the folks here at Riverwind. Uh, want to thank, of course, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, sponsoring our text line. My man, Dr. Bellardo, back on the air with us. We appreciate that. Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Call them up at 405-755-7700. Thanks to Dr. B as well. Have a great Friday. We'll see you.